Hello and welcome to the Healing Insight podcast, episode 13, with me, Sarah Hunt. And me, Jess Hunt. And welcome to today's episode and today we'll be looking at visualization <clears throat> excuse me I seem to have acquired a frog in my throat today That's it. Um, welcome everybody it's uh, great to be here again I can't believe we have um, already come round to um, episode 13 goodness me it's a quarter of a year almost gosh yes it is wow there yeah. you go. I hadn't thought of it like that. But <laughs> that just puts it into perspective. That's that's time whizzing by, isn't it? Um, yeah. It is. It is. And I like the way you opened it with a nice visualisation of a frog in your throat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Visualisation. I think that's um, it's an interesting topic and it's a useful one. Um, and... Um, visualization can really help people moving forward especially when you want to manifest something into your life um and and we all do it but we don't realize that we do it half the time i do feel um and and you know when we're when we're daydreaming we're visualizing without realizing we're visualizing does that make sense yes it does yeah it's um it's any time that we're not necessarily, con I was going to say not necessarily conscious in the moment, as in in the now, but actually you can visualise in the now because we do it with intention. But yes, um, being uh, daydreaming or, or that sort of thing, when you're drifting off anything that you're cogitating on, is that the right word? Cogitating? Well, that's um, a good word. That's, I haven't heard that one for a long time. I haven't used it ever, I don't think, in a podcast or anything. Um but when we're you know, mulling over something, when we're, we're, we're and we sort of drift off into that, then that is a form of visualisation for sure. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I think just again, for clarity, I think um, when when I well, certainly from my perspective, when I talk about visualisation or with with um, clients, it's not necessarily just about visualizing something with your sight or, or picturing something in the terms of what we regard as sight it can be a sense of feeling it can be other senses involved as well I have a um there's a client of mine who he uh, he can't see things so if you ask him to um visualize uh his future or, or so visualize something in the future then he can't just picture it he has to talk it through so his he's actually audibly visualizing it so by talking it out loud that then for him creates yeah, that sure. creates that picture mm. I, mean, I don't mean things like you know the classic jokes used to be of visualize something okay visualize an elephant in a pink tutu most people can do that but not everyone can if you so when we talk, we use the term, or I use the term visualization, I don't necessarily mean just limited to the sense of sight. 
or no i'm the same and um certainly for me um i actually find it quite difficult to it's not my strongest sense to actually visualize with a sense of of sight i i visualize through feeling things so i get a feel of and i can build a picture from feeling if that makes sense yes um and it's different for everybody i think it's depending on on how how developed your skills are how in tune you are with yourself as well um so and and it depends on the situation that you're in as well so you might consciously visualize something because you want to create it um and you could do that in in different ways so by actually bringing that actual picture like a photograph in front of you or by feeling it and allowing it to build up in front of you feeling it or like your your client does by um talking it through um or you could be in a situation where you're daydreaming and you and you're just getting flashes of things and in fact when we're lucid dreaming as well that is a form of visualization because people get pictures or understanding or information um uh, about various different things yes um and, and dreaming is is usually a time when information is either being processed or being given to us sure i think it's um probably one of the questions that listeners may be listening uh, maybe asking because obviously they're listening they wouldn't be listening to ask <laughs> asking is okay so what's the point of visualization from an intentional point of view well, I think there can be many different points. Um, <laughs> I, I agree as it happens. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it, it depends what your intention is. So, for example, if I'm doing a guided meditation with people, then I um, ask them to visualise a bubble of pure love and pure light around their energy to protect them. And then um, I will get them to visualize different things as they go. So it might be a walk along a country path and the sun shining. And so, so I'll put that idea out to them and allow them to see it in the way that they see it. So they might see the sun shining and see the path in front of them and um, see the trees and smell the, um, the blossoms. Um, or they might get a, a sense of it being there um, or, or just feel it being there, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, but equally, you can do visualizations for, um, for manifesting something. So I was talking to a friend the other day and she was talking to me about how she manifested her partner. And um, she had a list of what was important for her. But she said she used to take the dog out for a walk and imagine... That, the, that her partner was walking with her and holding her hand and she was talking to him. <laughs> she said people probably would have thought I was nuts, but she said it helped me to manifest my partner and the type of person that I wanted to be with for the rest of my life. So, so you can use it for different things. So, you know, um, you, can, you can also use visualisation for visualising a new job or for visualizing a new house or um just just for visualizing being happy but i've also used it myself in um 
just to to look at my whole energy system and visualize it all calming down and being full of pure love and pure light and um and, and to, to take me into a more relaxed state when I've perhaps been a bit stressed so so there's many different ways that you can use visualization um I'm sure you can think of other ways Joe. yeah yeah um I think something that's worth mentioning as well is just from a physical level um our unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between reality in air quotes because our reality is our reality not necessarily anyone else's but reality and imagined anyway the unconscious mind just accepts things as are so by using visualizer it's not tricking it's not tricking your brain into anything but by using visualization so you talk about manifesting um using visualization to manifest it's your unconscious mind accepts that as is whether it's something that you're imagining in the future that hasn't yet happened or whether it's a memory then your unconscious mind accepts it as is and that's what you want to achieve so it will then help you to achieve that yeah so the point in all the things that you said, so just visualizing yourself calming down, your unconscious mind is not then saying, ah, oh, but you're not calm, you're stressed, you're not really, it doesn't question it. If you mm. visualize that you are calming down, that your blood, your um, heart rate's slowing down, that your breathing's getting more steady, if you're in some sort of stressed state or panic state or anxiety, anxious state, just by visualizing it, your unconscious mind believes that's what you is what you are and where, what you want to do, but where you are. So mm. your heart rate, your blood pressure, your whatever will come down. Yes, because, absolutely. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, you can use it for, for different um, health problems. I think it's David Hamilton, Dr. David Hamilton, that talks a lot about um, using visualisation to, to help with... Um, different disease issues and um you get i think i think i'm correct in that he kind of gets them them to to visualize something that goes along and gobbles at um an area of inflammation or whatever it happens to be or a lump or, or whatever to actually visualize that happening so that it reduces the the area of inflammation or the the area where there's some kind of lump um, to help with the healing process so so it can be used in many different ways and it is a very powerful way of of changing things yeah and that and you are correct it is dr david hamilton for those that are listening i have used that very meditation or visualization with uh, a friend of mine and with a few other clients as well so yes it is, it's about um seeing the whatever uh, that you're dealing with represented in some way that you can then see either shrinking reducing being eaten by your antibodies or there's lots of ways that you can interpret interpret what um, the guided part of what he's saying um, so yeah absolutely yeah it's yeah, interesting so, so it does, um, it, it's just it's just another technique really isn't it that you can have in your tool bag of life um, <laughs> Um, we have healing tool bags, but for, for this, it's a, it's a tool bag of life. It's just giving you um, skills that you can use to help you to change things, to, to actually 
be able to become more focused on what it is you want. And, and it's really important for us all to, to be doing what we want, to be um, doing what makes us happy, what makes our heart really sing. And when, when we are doing those things and when we can visualize what it is, when we're connected to what it is that we really truly want and what our soul wants, then um, um, we can then manifest it in a much easier way. And using visualization just adds strength to that ability for us, I feel. Yeah, yeah. And the beauty of it is, other than the fact you, you, you know, practice, the more you practice, the better you'll get at it. But other than that, you don't need anything else. It is just practicing, just doing something. And you can take it with you. It doesn't matter where you are. Where, you know, it's not like you've got to take a book or a bag or anything with you or... You literally can just just stop in the moment and visualize. Yes, absolutely. So it's it's a really um, important um, and and completely diverse usages of it in terms of what you're trying to achieve. Absolutely, there's there's no limits to the way that you can use it. Really, is there? It's it's just about bringing a lot of positivity into what you're trying to create within your life because you know everything that we do everything we say has a bearing on how our life is and what we create within our life so um the more that we can do that brings in positive energies that brings in um um positive visualizations then then that will shift things and change things and, and move them forward for you yeah, look at um, sports people, the, when they're doing their preparation and their training and everything, where they're visualising, so if it's, if it's an athlete or something doing a, a run, they're visualising themselves running and jumping over every hurdle perfectly and counting the steps and crossing the line in the fastest time, where everything, and they go over it again and again. Tennis players, they visualise every shot, they visualise it when they're going through their practice. And that's part of it. It's the mental um, side of it as much as it is the physical side of it in terms of winning. David Hamilton also did a um, one of his things. Um, I can't remember which book it was in. It might be I Heart Me, where he talks about um, a pian pianist. They, they did studies because he, he's, a, for the, those that are listening, if you don't know of him, he's come from a scientific background. So he's very much about uh, proving things with science but he's also completely open to spirituality and, and looking at things from the other side as well. So, um, but they did this thing, uh, they did a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a test, a experiment, whatever, where they were checking muscle um, development in hands of pianists. Right. And they got someone, uh, They I can't remember exact timescales, but for the sake of the story, it's something like a three month, six month period where, they measured people who were actually using the piano and practicing on the piano. And they had another um, set of people who didn't have a piano, but they visualized playing on the piano. And at the end of it, the development in the hands of both the actual pianists and the ones that visualized it, there was perceivably no difference between the two. There, there was, there was, um, there was improved improved muscle it wasn't like nothing happened there was improved muscle um strength and changes in both sets yeah so it's not just about doing it if you can visualize it that 
also has a, a physical impact on you as well, not just necessarily a... And there have been multiple studies, studies, that's the word I was looking for, studies done like that. So, yes, it's yes, fascinating it's stuff. It's interesting, isn't it? But, but this comes back to the, to the fact that we are energy and um, energy isn't destroyed, it's changed and visualisation can help to change energy um, within our bodies for us if, if that's what we want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think another um, something that uh, lots of people have used successfully are things like vision boards. Yes. Um, so whilst it's not visualization in your head, so it's not like you're just sitting there and you've got a physical stimulus to look at. So you've got your board that you've put together, but just having that focus point. Yeah, it's like having a guided meditation over an open meditation, I guess, in that you've got something to guide you with your vision board of what you're trying to achieve. So if you're looking for a new house of all those different things, not different attributes of what you want in your house rather than necessarily the house you want, although yeah. why not? If you've got an ideal house you want to go for, you can visualize that for sure. But just having that guide to or that prompt to look at and just imagine you living in that house, walking in that garden, sitting in that sitting room with the sun coming through the windows. You know, that's all stuff that's going to help you. So vision boards, you know, if you're struggling with trying to do this off the top of your head, then you can use a vision board or a something equivalent, regard, you know, whatever you're looking at um, creating in your life or changing in your life. Um as much as sitting down and just trying to imagine it off the top of your head, so to speak. Absolutely. And, and sometimes I think, um, yeah, I've certainly used vision boards and I, I found that helpful, but also, you know, um, visualization can be done by just writing a list of what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. So um, when I manifested this house that I'm in now, my son sat down with me and the two of us, wrote a list of what was important for us so that we could visualize it. And we had it up in the kitchen and we had it up a couple of the places in the old house. Um, and both of us would look at that list each day and just imagine mm -hmm. the house with, with all the things that were important to us. So it was light and bright. It had, um, it had three bedrooms that, um, you know, there, there were different things that had a garden, but it was situated easy for him to get to college, me to get to work. So the, there were things that were important, but it was it was a way of helping us both because um, we're not majorly visual to to as in seeing pictures like photographs um, to to help us to actually be able to visualize um, the house that we wanted and and it helped us to to manifest something in um in a very short period of time within two weeks we found the house that was right so. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. um, so, so, so when we're talking about visualization, it, it's it's not necessarily about having a a picture or or being able to see a picture that looks like a, a photograph of somewhere. Yeah, it, it's building up that picture in different ways. So, um, you know, like I like I just said, using a list if that's what what works for you and helps to trigger things for you to create the 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 ideal of what you really want. Yeah, I think it is important that, you know, we use all of our senses, we engage as much of our senses as possible 
in when we're visualizing. So yes, it might be a list that's your prompt or a list of things that starts that process. But you know, if you can feel yourself, like you're saying about your um, people feeling the sense of a forest around them when they're walking in a, in a guided meditation, if you can smell the blossoms or hear the birds sing or taste the the salt from, uh, the, salt, sea. from the sea or yeah i'm trying to think of, trying to think of one that would work in the woods and got the sea but <laughs> well the woods could be by the sea um <laughs> but you know it, if you can engage all of your senses it makes it more real for your unconscious mind and the yeah. more real you can make it the easier it is for your unconscious mind to then help you to manifest it and achieve it what, yeah. what whatever it is i mean it can be and that's for anything that you're trying to do it's not just manifestation as such but um so yeah i mean anything that that you can do to engage it so if you're writing i mean i've um i've had people write um it's almost like writing a a, a scene in a book where yeah. they've gone into the real detail of what the grass was doing and you know there are patches on the lawn that aren't quite you know, they went into real detail um, in their own mind and that actually helped them manifest what they were looking for. I think, yeah, and, and it's interesting, isn't it, that they, they've done it like that because really if you, if you pick up a good novel and um, you read words of that, that will trigger visualisations in you. So you will, from the description the author's given of um the the characters involved you'll get a visualization of of what that is in some uh, on some level won't yeah, yeah. you and, and, that, and sorry, yeah, on, sorry i was gonna say and actually there's a distinction here because if you look at and it just popped into my head if you look at books so let's take for example the harry potter books the harry potter mm -hmm. films books i read the books before i saw the films Me too. I, I, most well not most people a lot of people did I had my own vision of what Dumbledore and Harry and that looked like. So yes, it was it was triggered or, or, or built on the description that the author gave us. But I had my own. When you watch a film of a book, you're seeing one. Or you're seeing someone else's interpretation of what that person looks like, or what that scene is like, or what mm -hmm. happens in that, because a film is more restrictive in terms of us, the viewer. Although in some ways it's easier because then we don't have to try and visualize anything because it's there in front of us. But actually, in some ways, it takes away that freedom of Harry Potter being whoever I want him to be within the confines of the story that's being told. Yeah, in fact, absolutely. outside the confines of what's being told, because it's all in my head. It doesn't matter. Um, I could have my own stories of Harry Potter going on in my head, not just the ones that are put down before me by the author. Does that, yeah, absolutely. Am I making sense? And I think, I think um, as well, you know, another way that, that we do visualisation, we could encourage it with children, is when we're sitting telling them stories, but not with a storybook. I don't know if you've ever done it with, um, with your son, but I certainly did it with my children. They used to like it when I made up my own stories for them. Mm -hmm. And they, they then had their own picture from what I was telling them 
um, about um, uh, about the story that I was I was telling them about, and and um, and that's a really good way of of developing um, a child's um, ability to visualise. And and you know, some people would call it imagination, wouldn't they? But yeah. but it, it kind of um, they go hand in hand. But it but it's just getting the creativity within you going really because um when you're visualizing you're being very creative yeah and, and we all do it as children we all visualize stuff and and imagine stuff and but we're actively engaged in it pretty much in every sense and we I lose we that as we get as older. adults i think we are as adults as well we just don't realize we are and and it's easy for adults to kind of always see the worst of everything and mm. and if you are consciously visualizing then it can help to shift you into a more positive way of looking at things yes yeah no absolutely um because it, because if we're always focused on the negative then that's what we'll draw in and, and we want to be drawing in positive experiences so so using visualization to shift your mindset is is a good way of of changing things and and getting the subconscious to look at things from a from a different point of view. Yeah, and like I said, it, you know, if you're focused on if you're if you're visualizing in air quotes negativity all around you, then that is what you will attract. That is will mm. what will your life will will be. Absolutely. So yeah, and and, and sometimes it needs it, it needs visualizations to actually help to to shift that that mindset to to help you to change things. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Well, hopefully that's given our listeners some um, some thoughts about visualisation and ways they can use it. Um, do have a go and um, do feel free to let us know if you've had some successes with visualisation and drawing in things or making changes that you want in your life. Yeah, and, and just start with something simple. It doesn't have to be a, a really complicated thing to begin with so yeah give it a go and and let us know excellent super so thank you once again joe for your time and and, you uh, see you next time it's uh goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him